Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. the podcast series talking to people at the forefront of change but you should never underestimate the power of a conversation to alter the way we think to influence the information we go on to seek and the conversations we go on to have this is all part of the change process today's guest is roxy nafusi Roxy is certainly the wellness woman of the moment, and I don't think she's going anywhere. Her debut book, Manifest, has sat at the top of the bestseller list here in Ireland and the UK for over 17 weeks. It's on sale now in the US and Australia, and in the top 10 on Amazon.com, and it's been translated into 18 different languages. Roxy has been building a community as a personal development coach through her workshops and her Instagram, and her main teaching is around self-love and helping people to believe that they are worthy of manifesting the life of their dreams. Now, I think we've all gotten a little bit lost with what a life of dreams looks like. The capitalist model means so many of us start striving to have loads of money and a big house and lots of cars, but deep down, I think we all know that all the material stuff doesn't really equate to happiness. That comes from the inside and for a variety of reasons such as our past experience or things in our present, it might need a bit of work. The life of dreams is one where you feel content with where you are. Roxy speaks from personal experience here. She talks in the podcast of her rock bottom, her addiction to cocaine and her self-worth being on the floor. But when she heard a radio interview with someone talking about manifesting and starting with self-love, she made small steps to build up her own and literally look at her now. I love Roxy's message, I love her style, her aesthetic across her products, her Instagram, her interiors is just divine and I was so excited when she agreed to talk to me for this podcast. It was a manifesting moment for me, so I hope you enjoy. I do ask Roxy about the dangerous message of living your best life and this inference that if you don't have everything you've ever wanted, you're doing life wrong. But I think you'll hear it's not about striving and beating yourself up for what you don't have. It's about meeting yourself where you are, self-compassion and self-worth and making new neural pathways and seeing where that leads. So Roxy Nafusi, you are very welcome to Changemakers. Thank you so much for having me. You've just come back down to earth somewhat, Roxy, after writing your second book it was a a big a big deal yeah yeah it was um well I had eight weeks again to write it which is just absurd um but you know I was I was still working quite a lot so I, I probably had I probably got a month of like solid writing to do it and I think there was 
probably it's like in some ways it's easier than the first time because you know what you're doing you trust your voice um it's like it's easier in that aspect but then it's also more pressure because you're like fuck this <laughs> the expectation set pretty high now after the first one Because the first book, Manifest, has just been so incredibly popular. It's been in the top 10 here in Ireland for months at this point, the same in the UK. And it's being translated into various languages and and sold over in the USA. Yeah, that's right. I think it's actually been number one in Ireland for like 17 or more than 17 weeks this year. It's insane. I love my Irish community. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean... When you were talking about the struggle of writing the book online, I just think that's something that's really positive about you. Obviously, so much of what you put out there is beautiful and and life is really happening for you right now and, and you're living a lot of your dreams. But you're also very conscious of saying, I'm struggling with this or yeah. I went to an event and I had social anxiety or you know without too much detail you've said look things didn't work out with the father of my gorgeous boy but we're making it work yeah you don't put out that life has to be perfect all of the time no absolutely I think it's really important because I think that's where you know things can become a bit toxic Um, and I think that manifesting isn't about you know, you learn to manifest and then life is just perfect all the time and everything's plain sailing. It's like, it's still life. Like this is still real life. And in real life, um, there are things that go wrong. There are unfortunate circumstances. Um, You're going to be faced with rejection. And more than that, um, you're going to be faced with your own inner demons that will keep popping up. And I think that, you know, manifesting really is all about self-development. It's about healing and inner healing. Um, and it, and and that is like an onion that you're constantly peeling back layers and layers of because we've got decades of, um, you know, limiting beliefs, insecurities, or, you know, fears and doubts that we're trying to overcome and change. And that's not something that happens overnight, but it does get easier and easier and easier. And let's talk a little bit about your story then and and your rock bottom moment that led you to hear of this manifesting. Mm. Um, Well, you know, I think when I look back at kind of my whole life until I had discovered manifesting. Um, it really was always overshadowed, shadowed with unhappiness. I didn't, I wasn't, um, I didn't have like a happy childhood. I didn't feel emotionally safe. Um, I already rejected who I was at the age of 12. That's why I changed my name from Rowan to Roxy so that I wouldn't stand out so much and so that I didn't feel so different. And then that kind of feeling of unworthiness carried with, you know, carried me through my teens um, and then into my 20s when I turned to drugs because what a way to escape. And so cocaine, cigarettes and alcohol became um, my best friend, really, and worst enemy. And they that kind of journey was really long. You know, I think I went to my first NA meeting when I was 21 and again, again, again at 28. So this kind of knowing I was kind of in this place of addiction, um, but not being able to get a grip on it was it was quite a long process. And it was when I was 27 
that I had really thought like I have to change like I have no money like I'm not making any money I have no job no career prospects no relationship no self-worth nothing like something has to change so I went on a yoga teacher training course and I thought yoga had I was was something I had done since I was 21 so it kind of was my safe place and I thought you know if I can channel myself into yoga you know I'll be cured I'll be cured of my addiction and my sadness but when I got back from this yoga teacher training course um within 24 hours I was back on a two-day bender basically and that's when I was like fuck like I actually don't know what's going to what's going to help um and that's where I discovered manifesting and you know I think it's really interesting about your story we don't often talk about this level of drug use or or drugs being a problem people Mm. have this stereotype in their mind of a particular person a particular drug um Mm. and that's the one we think of as the problem we don't often hear about cocaine and taking it socially and on the weekends and and what a problem that can be and how that can impact on people's lives and lives in such a negative way yeah I think it's a really interesting one and you know that's why I think why often people stay in the cycle for so long because it's so easy for to look at it it's such because it's such a social drug and so many people do it without talking about it but it's so many people do it that there's always someone worse than you and so people will always go, oh, I'm not that bad. I'm not as bad as so-and-so. I'm not taking as much as so-and-so. Or you assume that an addict has to be someone that does it seven days a week or that they're taking harder drugs or that they're doing it on their own or that you're know, waking up, you know, the, the you know, most common is, oh, well, you don't wake up and have a drink. You're not an addict. And it's just ridiculous. And I think it's, it's a really, um, again, it's a toxic um, perception that keeps us trapped in addiction. Um, but, you know, addiction is any time you have lost control over your ability to, like, stop yourself using it. Um, when it's impact negatively impacting your life in any way, financially, socially, mentally, emotionally, um, and when you, you know, I think when, once you start telling yourself over and over again, I'm not going to do it tonight, I'm not going to do it. And you do it. You really realize that it has control over you. You are addicted. And your rock bottom moment was after that bender, as you say, mm. you'd had very little sleep. You felt very low. There were lots of other things that were happening in your life that you weren't mm. functioning as mm. you wanted to. And where did manifesting come in? Was it a, a podcast or a, yeah. a radio interview somebody suggested you listen to? No, yeah, I listened to this podcast. Um, it was on an American podcast show called Love Alexi. And it was the first time I'd really heard about manifesting. Like I'd heard about the law of attraction, but not really so much about manifesting. So I listened to this podcast and really what I took from it was that manifesting was about self-worth and that if you didn't believe you were worthy of something, you couldn't manifest and I was like, oh, I have no self-worth. Of course I'm not manifesting. And then that's when I kind of went home and just started researching manifestation and practices and what it was. And then just immersed myself actually into self-development more than I'd immerse myself into manifesting. Because really manifesting is the umbrella and self-development sits under it. 
And your book is so beautiful. You have seven steps. Once you open its orange beautifulness, it's very hard <laughs> to put it down. And oh, thank you. As you say, it's rooted in personal development because I think, you know, the law of attraction and, and, and all of these sort of things have started to get a bit of criticism over time as if you've to stand in your garden and say no weeds no weeds and all of a sudden (laughs) flowers will be all around you whereas it goes deeper than that as you say so what was the impact on your life when you started to really look at the the root of things and and really look at your own self-worth Oh, I mean it's it's hard to even put into words because I mean the impact it's had on my life is Um, just tremendous like it's changed my life in every way imaginable and that's because like you say manifesting isn't just about thinking about something or visualizing it or saying it and then waiting for it to happen the greatest gift of manifesting is that it empowers you to become so empowered um, so limitless so full of self-belief that you can make what seems impossible possible you literally become the person who can create a different reality for yourself. And at the core of it is self-love and self-worth. And then it's about taking action, being proactive, stepping outside your comfort zone, embracing gratitude, making the best of the life you already have. Um, And from a, you know, different side of it, it's also about understanding that everything is energy and that we have there are different vibrations, vibrational frequencies, high vibrational frequencies and low vibrational frequencies. And quantum physics tells us that like attracts like, and that we can manipulate our energy to be a high vibration, to operate at a high vibrational frequency so that we attract more abundance into our lives. So there's really two parts of it for me. Um, But I just think it's the most incredible practice that I think can benefit absolutely anyone. And as a health and wellness presenter, quite a lot I'm talking about, you know, self-compassion, affirmations in the morning. And, you know, not everybody is going to be on board, but you do get a sense of of eye rolling about Mm. self-love and, oh, God, you know, I'm not going to do this. This is American or something that's, Mm. you know, a picture on Pinterest. But I think what people don't realize is that they're actually doing it in the reverse, that a lot of the time they're saying negative stuff Mm. on their in their head to themselves all of the time that is having a negative impact. So why not flip it and say something positive to yourself and see what happens? Exactly. That's the thing. It's like, why not? Why not like make an effort to feel better? But I think for a lot of people, they really don't think it's even possible. I think they get, it's a case of feeling so stuck that you just think there's no way I can repeat a few mantras and then suddenly I'm going to love myself like as if it seems so unbelievable and so far-fetched or that it would take such a long time that people don't even bother starting or trying um and so you know people have to come to to it I think in their own time and I think that for the rest of us who really are on board with it we just have to lead by example And I've really noticed the message of positive psychology and self-development has changed. I think previously it was very much focused on making money and doing well in business, whereas Mm. now it's about being content Mm. in in life. So it can be anything from raising a beautiful family to feeling good in yourself, or you can apply it to your work. You don't necessarily have to be accumulating 
an MTV crib. <laughs> exactly. You know, I think the um, it, that's just right. And I think that's why perhaps a book like The Secret feels a little bit outdated because it's quite focused on um, accumulating things. And the things are nice. Like, don't get me wrong. If you want to manifest abundance, you can do that. And it's a nice cherry on top. But really, it is about manifesting a life that brings us fulfillment, joy, contentment, and a life that we can't wait to get up in the morning to live. You know, we can't wait for it. And I think that's its its greatest gift is is enabling us to become the people we want to be um, and just feel good, feel excited. And, and we know the things that make us feel good and excited and content and fulfilled and happy are not the cars or the houses. At the end of the day, you can have all those things and still be unhappy. We, we all know that now, I think. Well, obviously, we're not going to go through the, the seven steps. We don't have time. And if people haven't read the book, they, you know, I'd, I'd encourage them to give it a go. But there were two I, I picked that we might touch on a little. Mm. And one is removing self-doubt. I think it mm. comes back into what you were saying about believing you're you're worthy of whatever mm. it is that you want. But quite often we have that negative bias in our minds that, I won't be able to do that and I can't do that and, and I'm not good enough. And that's one of the main reels that plays in people's heads. How do you mm. set about really removing self-doubt? Yeah, so, you know, this is inner healing and this is the inner work required for manifestation um, because obviously we accumulate these insecurities, fears and doubts, um, you know, from our from our very, very early years right up until today and we're always providing evidence to support those beliefs that we form really early on about what we're worthy of what we deserve and how we feel about ourselves but we have something called neuroplasticity which means that we are able to change our belief systems we are able to change our thought patterns to change the way that our brain operates um, and change those make new neural pathways and so firstly just knowing that like you can change your belief system and therefore change what you manifest and the way you do that is by committing to consistent and repeated thought and action and that's why things like mantras are so powerful because when you keep repeating your subconscious basically never knows when you're lying or telling the truth so whatever you tell it it believes to be true so if you keep saying to yourself you know, I'm worthless, I'm no good, I'm never going to get anywhere, I'm just unlucky. The subconscious is just going, okay, that's true. Let's find evidence to really support that. Let's create a reality around you that supports that belief. If you start repeating a mantra and such as, I am enough, I love who I am, I'm worthy, even if you don't believe it, but you're saying it, your subconscious goes, okay, that's what we're going to, and you repeat it enough, your subconscious begins to form that as its new belief. And then it finds evidence to support that, and it changes what you, what you, the the reality that you then experience. And you know, when I was writing this chapter, it was a really difficult one, and I, I came back to it again and again because things like repeating mantras, reframing your perspective, becoming aware of your thoughts, being mindful of the language you use. Even like I, I love that one of, you know, when someone gives you a compliment instead of. What we usually do is bat it away. So if someone says, oh, you look so nice today. And you say, oh, no, I don't. I look exhausted. I'm tired. I've, you know, I've had an awful night's sleep, whatever. It's actually just going, thank you. 
So making these like really tiny little switches um, so that we can send more positive messages to our subconscious and change our belief system are definitely a part of it. But the healing required to really remove fear and doubt um, goes much deeper than that. And I think for me that a lot of that comes to understanding um, where the wounds are. It comes down to looking at how we can heal our inner child. And inner child work and reparenting is a really great practice for that. Any kind of therapy, counseling, journaling, um, and actually committing time to do that. Just as, you know, we commit time to working on our bodies, exercising, going to the gym. Why not commit that time to healing, to healing where we first formed those limiting beliefs? And your podcast is um, The Moments That Made Me. Mm. Do you think, I know obviously you've picked three to fit in with the with the time, but do you think most people have a small number of defining moments that have led them to where they are? Mm, good question. I think there are, like if you ever listen, the reason I started the podcast is, I've got two answers. The reason I started the podcast is because I, when I would hear people's life stories that I'd speak to, let's say you'd be sat at a dinner party with someone and you'd hear their story or someone would be telling you a story about someone else and they were describing their lives. There was always usually three or four moments, right? Which were like, then this happened and then their whole lives changed direction. But I also believe that who we are today is made up of every single moment we've experienced. Like there are infinite moments that lead us to where we are today. So I think there are a few really key ones that maybe shift our direction or change our mindset or really contribute to the big picture. But really, we are a culmination of every single moment we've ever experienced. And even when you started to tell your story, I mean, you went way back to to childhood and, mm-hmm. and other moments and then it got to you know, drugs, there's, there's pin, there's a timeline, there's a timeline that leads you. But as you say, you can always learn from that and then change direction. The other step that really blew me away, um, I'm not even sure. No, it is an actual step. I didn't know there was a a little um, subsection, but it is an actual step and it's turning envy to inspiration. Mm. And I think that's such an important one right now in the age of comparison because of social media. Mm. Every day we're bombarding ourselves with other people that seem to be doing life better than we are. And I think Mm. it was just a really good one to hit on, to take that feeling you get when you look and go, oh my God, they've got it all figured out. Not only to step back and go, nobody has it all figured out, (laughs) but also to say, what's that teaching me? Don't just stay in jealousy, take a step on. Yeah, absolutely. I think that envy is, um, you know, we do feel, you know, we often like kind of reject any feelings of envy. Um, we would deny them because, you know, we feel ashamed of them. But actually, envy is really normal. Like we all experience it if, you know, more than we admit, I think. But envy can absolutely um, teach us what needs healing. So if somebody very confident walks in a room and your first instinct is to say, oh, she's so arrogant or he's so cocky. Actually, could you say, hmm, actually... I'm quite inspired by that confidence and I actually would love to be able to walk in a room and 
with my head held high and feel confident in myself. So maybe that still needs, I still need to heal some things within me so I can get to that place. And so I think that envy, we can really firstly use it to show us what, what needs healing, but also to show us what we want more of in our lives. So if we see someone, you know, on holiday and every time we're on, you know, they, they post a picture, we feel like, Ugh. it's like, actually, why don't we use that to inspire us? God, what a great place. I can't wait to go there for myself. Let me add that to my vision board. And so I think we always, you know, I mentioned about vibrations earlier and envy is very low vibe. It's got, a, you know, it comes from this place of scarcity that there's not enough for everybody. It's inspiration is very high vibe and it comes from a place of abundance. You know, there's more than enough for us all. And so whatever we can throughout the day, if we can keep turning that envy into inspiration, it just really empowers us day to day. And I think it's really, like you say, it's very relevant for, you know, this, this society we're in now. So what has been your business build then? Obviously, you did a lot of personal development yourself and you sort of came up with the the seven steps. So how did it build? Were you doing workshops first and stuff online that led to the book or how did it all start to to come together? Yeah, I started um, doing my first workshop was in 2019 before the pandemic um, and it was self-love. Um, and I just, I'd built a community by doing, uh, Agni Aunt Sundays, just giving people advice a lot on my Instagram, just by being very open. It wasn't, I didn't at that point know that I was really going to turn it into a career. Um, but then I was like, I was always really inspired by watching people like Brené Brown and Tony Robbins. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to be on stage inspiring people. So I decided to host my own workshop and, um, then in the January, a couple of months later, I thought I'd do another one. And I said, you look, guys, I've been really interested in this practical manifesting. Do you want me to do a manifesting workshop? And nobody really knew what, what I was talking about because this was pre-pandemic. It wasn't like becoming a trend or anything, um, you know, because although manifest has been around for ages, it comes in waves and people, you know, people were, didn't really know what I was talking about. So I thought, OK, how do I explain manifesting um, at this workshop? And so I got my notes on my phone and in about five minutes, I came up with the seven steps and a hundred people came to that workshop and then the pandemic hit and everything shut down. So Wade actually said to me, oh, you should do them online. And I was like, should I? And he was like, yeah. So I was like, okay. So I tried this other website. So before I knew what Zoom was, <laughs> God, I can imagine we didn't even know what Zoom was. So before I knew what Zoom was, I tried a different website um, to try and do it and it, it stopped working and I had to do it audio only um, but then I moved to Zoom and I kept them audio only actually but I did I think 20 online webinars throughout the pandemic every month I did them um, they were different they were manifesting but also body and mind self-love um, one about stress and I just kept doing these workshops and they were just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and what started is you know, 100 people in January 2020 was 700 people online in the February of 2021. Um, And I'd also just signed the book deal then. And then I wrote it that summer. So yeah, I mean, it happened very fast, but I was definitely building a community um, through these webinars. They were getting bigger and bigger. Everybody who came would recommend them to their friends. You know, I've never done any external advertising on anywhere except for my Instagram. Um, so it was just a very organic growth. Ready to pop the question? 
The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And how do you handle overwhelm then? Because as you said, it's, it's built and it's got bigger and bigger and You've begun to travel now. The events have got bigger. There's been a, a second book. There's, you yeah. know, TV interviews, all of that. And as you say, you have a great reason to get out of bed in the morning to be some doing something that you love and yeah. truly believe in. But how do you handle the the overwhelm of, of how big it's got? Um, it's definitely been difficult. Um, I would say, you know, we. The thing is, while this is all the shiny stuff, the hard work started the moment, you know, two and a half years ago. And I really, in the whole of the pandemic, I didn't take a day off. Like I threw myself into this. So I think it feels like these six months have been really busy, but actually I would say in some ways they've been much easier than the build up to it. Like, this is almost the fun part, but actually I was really throwing everything into building this community to reaching out constantly to publications, to people, writing for them, doing one-to-one clients, uh, you know, going, doing my podcast, doing this. So it was like, it was always been constant that in, in some ways now I have more flexibility. You know, they say there's the donkey years. I feel like those are a bit like my donkey years. And now I'm more able to say no to so much more stuff um, and be more selective with what I do. But yeah, I mean, we don't stop. Um, I have a, you know, a small team. We do everything ourselves and it's a lot, but I think every, everybody's busy. Um, I try not to complain too much. Um, I try to find pockets of time to rest where I can. And I'm actually taking a July off, um, because I don't think I've not really stopped this year. So I'm taking July off and I'm like, get me to the finish line. And I'm going to just rest and spend time with my son. You know, he said to me the other day, I don't really get mum guilt, but he said to me the other day, he said, mommy, are you going to work again? And I was like, oh my God, my heart. So I just want to, I just want to be with him. Yeah. And it, as you say, it's a, that's a really important part of self-love is setting up those boundaries and prioritizing yourself and making sure that everything in the the wheel of life as such is yeah. um, is thriving, you know, not yeah. just the, the work side of things, but it sounds like you've got that down. Yeah. And is there a danger in the message of manifesting or personal development in some ways that it's like saying to people that they're getting something wrong or they're not doing life right? Is there a fine line between people 
I mean, it sounds really wrong. I didn't even like that I said, is there something wrong with personal development? Because mm. how could there be? But mm. I suppose in the manifesting and living your best life type motto, that it feels like right now we don't celebrate just getting by or or being mediocre or average. And it kind of puts people into a striving mentality. Mm. I think it depends who's giving the message. So I think like you can see some people that talk about things that are very focused on money and things and abundance. And of course, I understand that can uh, rightly be very intimidating. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not the message. But for me, and I think I try to reiterate this, manifesting is about becoming the very best version of yourself. And there is only benefit from that. And it's not about, and I, and I do say this in the book, you know, you don't have to want something just because somebody else does. You can just want simplicity and that is enough. And I think it's about embracing like our most authentic selves, what actually brings us joy. You know, do we, it's not everybody wants a, you know, high pressure job just before the salary. Actually, you know, they just want to get by with their job enough to, to get them by, but actually so that they can clock off at five and be with their family and be present and be mindful and go to the gym or watch a series. And that is commendable. Nothing is more impressive than someone else. It's just what you want for yourself. Yeah. And I, as you say, it's, it's, it depends on where you're at in life. So if people are really content where they're at, then that's great. You stay there. But there are people who aren't, who are riddled with self-doubt or who even just feel a bit stuck. I think stuck is something where people don't have clarity as to what they want out of life. What's your mm. advice to somebody that might be feeling that way? I think really focus on instead of what you want, but like how you want to feel. That's the best starting place. Like, how do you want to feel within yourself? How do you want to feel when you wake up in the morning? How do you want to feel within your relationships? How do you want to feel at, at your work, you know, and really understanding, you know, one way we can do that is if that when we're feeling stuck is I always like to ask people to look back at a time where you felt most at peace and then consider what was around you, who you were, what was going on in your life at the time. And you can use that as like a clue. And I think it's a really nice way to do it is go, oh, yeah. And how can I cultivate more of that into my life? What about victim mode then? Because I think that's a really important point. Sometimes we can get so stuck in what hasn't happened and what mm. hasn't worked and whose fault it was. And, and quite often we I've done it myself, point outwardly at, you know, it's the it's the industry, it's the economy, it's the whatever, mm. you know, the, the 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 people in our lives that weren't serving us correctly. Mm. And it's all of those things that that haven't happened. And, and that's quite paralyzing, really. And that leads Very. to being stuck. 100%. I mean, you have to first and foremost understand that no one is responsible for your happiness except you. And I think for me, when I read that book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, that was the message was that I, and I, I had absolutely been in victim mode and I had to take responsibility for my life. And we all do. We all look, things are going to happen that are unfair, unfortunate. But we have the responsibility to choose how we respond to it. Um, we have to take responsibility for the change that we want to create. 
you know, I think a lot of us wait for this earth shattering moment to shake things up, to, you know, make things feel better. We wait for the job change or the promotion or the new house or the relationship when actually the change just starts with how we treat ourselves, the things we do day to day, our daily habits. Um, and they, it all starts and ends with us, really. How important is taking time then to to tune in and, and really find out what's going on for you? And does that have to be sitting still, do you think, or or meditating? I think it's about being mindful and mindfulness can be done eating, exercising, walking, reading, but taking um, time to be present um, without distraction is key. You know, we need time for our minds to process, to process the day, to process how we feel, to create space for creativity, problem solving, um, understanding and awareness. And to do that, we have to be, we have to be alone sometimes. And that means not scrolling, watching Netflix, you know, scrolling on your phone whilst watching Netflix. It means sitting on the (laughs) sofa and maybe just listening to some music or just going for a walk. You know, and just being on your own, just being with yourself and just taking time, having a candlelit bath, you know, and it can be meditating, it can be part of it, but just making time to just stop and slow down, you know, and just catch yourself as we rush through life and just try to take a moment to take it all in. What about the vision board then? That's something that, um, a, a tool that's often mm. used and it's hard to know how to do that right. What's your advice around a a vision board? So a vision board is just like a visual representation of how you want your life to look like. And I just, mine are really basic. I don't use pictures or anything just because I don't like that style, but you can use pictures and as well. But you really just want to write down everything you want to manifest, but in as much clarity as possible, in as much detail as possible. So, you know, the exact salary you want to be on or exactly how you want to feel in yourself or um, some of the places you want to have gone or traveled to or whatever. So being really, really specific and you want to write down as much as you can and dream as big as possible. You know, you don't want to be restricted by your limiting beliefs at this point, you know, dare to dream literally um, with your vision board. Um, And then you put it away. And the reason I suggest putting it away is for a number of reasons. Firstly, I think that, you know, a vision board and really putting down what you want from your life in a year's time is a very vulnerable thing. It's, you know, you should be very vulnerable with yourself in that process. What do I actually want? And I think that if you were to have it out where someone might see it, you're never going to allow yourself to be quite as honest about what, what, what it is that you want from your life. Um, the second reason is because manifesting is about knowing what you want and then letting it go. It's about surrendering to it. You know, yep, I know what you want. It's like you put the destination into your maps and then you let the navigation system lead you there. You're not trying to control it. All you're doing is, you know, driving, concentrating on what you're doing at the time, you know, immersing yourself in the moment but knowing that it's going to lead you to the right place. And that's exactly the same as manifesting. And I think putting your vision board away is a, um, it's like a metaphorical kind of surrendering. And the psychology around it is really interesting. When you decide on something, like people might have said they fancy a certain car and then all you can see is that car. Or if you're mm. trying to get pregnant, all you can see is is babies and prams and parents Um 
and I, I've heard it described, you, you start to put it primary. So you start mm. to see areas where you could perhaps make this a reality. So yeah. I heard someone describe um it was a life coach and he was talking about when you're in the airport, there's so many flights being called, but somehow you hear yours because mm. that's the one that's important to you right now. So when yeah. you've done that, all of a sudden you start to see the opportunities mm-hmm. that maybe you were a little bit more blind to or closed off to before. Exactly. And this is really how neuroscience comes to play in manifesting. When you do something like a vision board, but also by visual rehearsal or doing a visualization meditation where you keep replaying um, your future scenarios in your mind, you're, you start to prime your subconscious to create that reality. And so it starts filtering out unwanted information and seeking out opportunities that will lead you to that um, visualized reality. So it's really clever, really. What sort of uh, feedback have you had from people? I know you get messages mm-hmm. all the time of how your advice, your books, your workshops have impacted on their lives. Yeah. Honestly, I regularly burst into tears reading my messages, and that is not an exaggeration. Um, you know, I think the most, oh, I mean, the, the things people manifest are incredible, you know, like whatever. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Like the exact promotion I wanted happened, or, you know, a lot of people um, trying for a family, you know, and all the houses. There, there is, endless things that people come to me and say oh my gosh I manifested this thing but I think the ones that really touch me are the people who have said that you know one one woman messaged me recently and she said my husband has suffered from like severe anxiety ever since the pandemic Um, life's been really 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 difficult for us and your book is the first thing that has helped him to see the light and want to get out of bed in the morning and um, how much has changed not only him, but their relationship and and their lives together. And um, she went into much more detail than that, but I was just, you know, sobbing. And then I even had a lady yesterday in a question box who said, um, I didn't want to be here. And I read your book and now my children still have their mommy. And yeah, I mean, it's a real honor to be able to impact even one person, let alone so many. And um, I just know what it's, I know firsthand what it's like to feel that life is not worth living and to know that I can help them realize that it is, is just the greatest gift of all time. Yeah. And that there are steps that can be taken. And I think for every one person that scoffs a talk like this, manifesting and, and you know, all that kind of, of thing, mm-hmm. there are countless more who are looking for a way and looking for advice because life can be tough. Life can be overwhelming. Things can happen. And I think your popularity is just testament to that. I was on one of your workshops and the chat box is just flying mm-hmm. through My the whole thing. My community is amazing and they're so helpful with each other. Like it's incredible, isn't it? So you've seen like they're so engaged and like they're amazing. Yeah. And really supportive. You're right of each other. Someone would have a question. Somebody else would come back. And yeah. Yeah. So for every one person that's not into it, there are plenty who are. You yeah. are coming to Dublin to do your biggest workshop. Yes. You'll oh my be God, I'm Helix. so excited. 
in Dublin on the 3rd of September. So yeah. what can people expect from the experience? I mean, it's 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. So yeah. we're going to be doing the work. Yep. So it's going to be, I mean, these workshops are like honestly magical. There's an, there's an energy and an experience that you just can't, people leave hyped, excited, inspired. There's so much crying um friends like people have made like make friends with people they just met it's just amazing so we're going to go through the seven steps and um some more on self-love we'll be doing exercises questions there's a sound bath at the end we'll have a break for some book signing pictures um getting to know each other it's just going to be a great great day um and I know that people are going to leave absolutely ready to make a, 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 a lasting transformation you know I think um, September is a great time because after summer you know a lot of people have got out of healthy habits they've just been enjoying themselves rightly so but September's that back to school we want to kind of fire ourselves up again reset ready for the second half of the year and all the kind of new energy that comes with that so yeah please do sign up to join us all the details are on my website www.roxynafusi.com and have you managed to fully extinguish self-doubt? Do you panic on the side of a stage now before a workshop or in the lead up to it? Um, I haven't. Look, there are still definitely still things that I get. You know, I went to a wedding this weekend and there was lots of people I used to know. And I honestly feel like I regressed at being 20 years old. I was so self-conscious. I felt so insecure. I was like, what is happening? I immediately, on the day of my return, called Karina Tala. And I was like, I need a healing session. We need to do some inner child work. But it didn't get me down like it would have before. I was able to just observe it and be like, wow, what's happening? Going on stage. No, you know, I think I definitely feel like I just love it so much. But there are times where I go on stage, especially if it's a corporate and they're the audience are very quiet. <laughs> your your mind is kind of half speaking and half going, what are they thinking? And you have to really check out of that and just go, just keep going. And so you get, but yeah, I mean, the doubt on stage is less. I, I, I think I've, I'm definitely was born to do it. So I, I love it. No, it's tough, isn't it? I've done a small amount of it. And it's because unless you're a stand-up comedian and for them it must be hard as well because there's only you know a certain there's talking and then there's there's a gag and there's a laugh yeah but people aren't smiling back they're concentrating so exactly. they look like they're hating it's not hating it but it's exactly. very you're right your, your head goes oh my god this isn't happening it, it, it isn't working and you have to check out and know that they really they really really they really are and no doubt they will be at your event, hanging on your every word. And yeah. your events are always so beautiful. Your stage setting. I mean, I just think your aesthetic is worth a mention. The style <laughs> oh, of your products, you. your book, your interiors. Like it's a whole vibe. And oh. I am 100% here for it, Roxy. Oh, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. You know, I've been putting so much work. I'm very, very like strong in my vision and there's a lot you know I am a perfectionist I want it to be perfect for you guys the products and everything so I really appreciate when it's noticed so thank you absolutely beautiful and before you go you've also teamed up with an Irish superstar Denise Kenny Byrne my angel with the head plan that I mean and that is just a real indication of 
there's room for everybody. There's no need to be comparing yourself to others and be in competition. You can actually come together and lift each other up. I know you've collaborated Mm -hmm. on some some products Mm -hmm. and she even put you forward for an Ireland AM interview that she was being booked for. This is the vibe we're going for. She is, you know, she is amazing. And we both have we both have the same vision. We both want to help people. And I think that you're always better together. Um, we have different strengths and we work together so well. Um, our products are absolutely both of our babies. Um, and I fully support, like I love, you know, if people come to me and they say, oh, I finished the journal, I'm like, get the other head plan products. Like they're amazing. Um, you know, and she would and like she does the same for me and so we love to you know collaborating with each other you know generally is just so important that we don't need competition there is enough for everyone for as you know as many for example for me as as many speakers as there are there are millions of people wanting to learn and listen and look not everybody is going to like my message and the way I communicate and that's okay they'll like another speaker much more and they'll really resonate with them and they should absolutely go to them you know we're not here to be everything for everyone we just do our best be ourselves and the right people will will find you Well, again, that event is on in the Helix in Dublin on the 3rd of September. The book is called Manifest. You will find out about it and all of Roxy's work at RoxyNafusi.com. Roxy, thank you so much for talking to me today. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Changemakers. If you enjoyed the podcast, I would love if you would take a moment to rate, review and subscribe. It helps other people to find the podcast too. Take care. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.